who put their lives on the line almost daily. Lucas! He spun at the sound of Pop's voice. Not on the two-way, like he expected, but inside the building. Down here. Pop! He turned back, straining to see through the thick smoke. He saw no one. Zack! His partner must have gone ahead to the entrance. Good. Zack would make it out okay. But what was Pop doing down here? Pop! Where are you? Nothing. The crew from Station One must have arrived. Either that or somebody was still trapped inside the building. Pop would never leave the control engine otherwise. The smoke banked downward, and he had no choice but to crawl on his belly, commando style. He still had air, but everything in him told him to get out, now. But he couldn't leave. His dad was down here. The building groaned and shuddered again. Lucas! There it was again. He rolled over on his back and propped himself on his elbows, trying desperately to figure out which direction the shout had come from. He listened for a full ten seconds, but heard only the deep roar of the fire above him. He started belly crawling again, but in the orange-black, he was confused about which way he'd been headed. He needed to follow the sound of Pop's voice. His dad would lead him out. But where had they come in? Everything around him looked the same. Panic clawed at his throat again. Once more, he heard the voice. Weaker this time, but he didn't think he was imagining it. The old-timers told stories about hearing voices, seeing things, hallucinations, in the frantic moments where a man hung between life and death. But he wasn't in full panic mode, not yet, and he knew his father's voice. He crawled deeper into the blackness, forearm over forearm in the direction of the voice, grateful for the heavy sleeves of his bunker coat. But he heard nothing now, nothing except the raging fire and the ominous creak of beams somewhere above his head. He stopped again and listened. He smelled smoke and the unique odor of the air pack, but there was something else, too. Something had changed. A new sound filtered through his helmet. The clanging of engines? A crew from Station One had been requested. That must be them arriving. But the sound was coming from behind him. He'd been heading deeper into the building. He reversed his direction. Thank God for those engines. Their clamor would guide him out. The taut thread of fear loosened a bit. Help was on the way. Pop! he shouted. You there? He waited for a reply before moving forward. His air supply seemed thinner than before. Smoke choked him. He couldn't stay down here much longer. He would have sold his soul for a two-way radio right now. He prayed Zack had gotten out that his buddy would let them know he was still down here. At that moment, a faint glimmer caught his eye. The voices of his fellow firefighters drifted to him. He crawled faster, heading toward the light. Hey, it's Vermontes, Molly Edmonds shouted. Lucas is out. Tell the chief. Lucas collapsed on the damp concrete outside and felt strong arms pull him out, then help him to his feet. He stripped off his mask and hood, gulping in the sooty air. 
Where's Pop? Where's my dad? He went in after you, Molly yelled over the roar of the blaze. Didn't you see him down there? What about Zack? She jogged back toward the building. Anybody seen the captain? Someone yelled. Where's Manny? Morgan's still in there, too. Yanking his headgear back on, Lucas stumbled to his feet and jogged after Molly. He heard the men shout for them to retreat, but he didn't care. His father was in that inferno, looking for him. Molly disappeared into the mouth of the building. He followed. A split second later, another explosion rocked the earth, knocking him to his knees. Oh, dear God, no. God, help me. He scrambled for the entrance, but the opening had disappeared. Someone grabbed him in the darkness.